0: Welcome to Quilt and Tell, where quilters who love all aspects of the craft, from traditional and contemporary to art and modern, share their passion and perspectives on all things quilting. I'm Tracy Mooney. I'm Lori Baker. And I'm Ginger sheehy Daddy. Hello, everyone. I hope you are doing well this week. We have a fun show lined up for you today. After Lori, Ginger, and I catch up, Ginger is chatting with a fantastic trio of women, Latifah Safir, Ebony Love, and Gailene Fitzgerald. I don't know if I am more excited to have them back on the show or that the fact that they're here together on the show, it's going to be awesome. After that, Fine Finishes is back and we are talking about the controversial topic, bedsheets. Can we use that as a backing so stay tuned. Hello, ladies. How are you?
1: I'm doing good. How about you, Ginger? I'm doing great. Yeah, no, it, it, things are, are happening
2: and hopping. And, and yeah, no, they just keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm just cracking up because you know it's a simple question, and Ginger's getting all existential on us. <laughs> I know exactly. Things are happening. Ooh, yeah, things are happening. Time, time <laughs> is going by. Oh. No, it
2: is. <laughs> I always try to think like, okay, I want to say something different. I always end up just saying the same thing. So
0: sorry, I definitely <laughs> okay. overthought that one. <laughs> That's okay. That's the. It's it's a podcast. It's not rocket science. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> thank God. Oh my gosh! All so right, so I, ask me again, Lori. No, no, we're keeping it. You're stuck. (laughs) Uh, I am good. Uh, Busy. Like, crazy busy. But I think I say that every time as well.
2: I know. It does. I I feel like it just doesn't slow down. I always think like, oh, I'm going to get caught up and things will slow down a little bit. And they tend to get worse whenever I think that. So I just stop thinking that. I'm like,
0: no, not going to think that. Yeah. You know, after the beginning of this year, I promised that I wouldn't have three Projects that I had to work on for work. And where am I? Three projects I'm working on for work. Yeah. How did that happen? And what is an ongoing project that's going to keep going for months? And I'm like, Ugh, why did I say yes to this? <laughs> but anyway.
2: <laughs> well, are you working on anything for fun, like for yourself? Like, no. how's your? No,
0: nothing. Oh, <laughs> well, that's definitely no, no fun. So. Am I allowed to? Am I allowed to mention last week, Ginger? A, a yes. broad over, overview of it. Yes. Okay. Yes. 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 Yeah. Totally. So about two weeks ago, Vanessa Lyman, who is the producer of, of Love of Quilting TV, um, came in and she was panicked. Actually, it probably started like the week before that, so probably three mm-hmm. weeks ago at this point. She came in there. They were getting ready to film the the next season that starts in January, and they had two people who couldn't come. So Angela and Sarah figured out some other projects that they could work on to cover those episodes. And then (laughs) the Tuesday before filming started, um, Vanessa came and she said, we have another guest who has been exposed to COVID. She can't travel. And it's number three. So can you step in? <laughs> and and what she wanted me to step in on was something I had sort of pitched like almost two years ago <laughs> and then never did anything with, like of never course. moved ahead with the project, <laughs> um, never did anything with it at all, because it was really just sort of this vague concept that mm-hmm. I, I knew about. I've tried a little bit. Um, so basically... Starting on Tuesday, I had to drop everything, finish up what I needed to for work, and then get cracking on three projects, two projects for the show, and then a whole bunch of step outs. Now, step outs are the the partial pieces of a project that you show on TV. And so it was insanity. I worked all weekend long. I barely finished one of the projects and like left the other one as a top so that you could see the other side of it um because it's a, a english paper piecing and so um needed to really show all that so i i literally like there's another project that they suggested that we all need to like pitch in on something and i was just, i'm flat out like i'm done like, I don't <laughs> want <it> to do anymore. more. <laughs> you all your favors. <laughs> yeah, it's so funny because, you know, I know listeners think, or maybe not our listeners, but I know people generally think if you work in the industry that you just sit around and sew all day, and that's not not the case. And when we have to sew all day, it means that the other stuff doesn't get done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> And it just lingers up
2: above you. Yes. Oh, and it goes. Well, it's hilarious because I had uh, kind of a not not – Similar situation work-wise, but I did have a panic moment from Vanessa as well, which we all love Vanessa and we love Mm -hmm. that she can come to us. One of the ladies, they were doing a 500th episode celebration. Basically, it was a live event that they were going to do where people who were fans and super fans got to actually sit in on the uh, recording of the 500th episode. And then they were doing a special Q&A with Marianne Fonz and Liz Porter, along with Sarah Gallegos and Angela Huffman. So it's kind of the two generations generations of love of quilting hosts getting together for a Q&A and the woman who was supposed to do it Allison Korleski who is our Fiber Nation uh, oh my podcast gosh, which amazing. if you guys aren't listening yeah. to that it's awesome, awesome. It be.
3: <laughs> but she was
2: going to be the the kind of the MC for the event and uh, unfortunately her mother had gotten sick so wow. she had to back out her mom's fine everything's good there she's all better but Allison uh, couldn't make it so they asked me to step in at the last minute and and I just tell you, it was a blast. Oh my God. I just got to sit there and chat away. You know me and my talking. I love to talk. So I got to actually uh, speak with all four
1: of them. And Ginger, I was one of the people that was listening and watching one of the audience. And you were great. Oh, it was thank really you. fun.
2: And I mean, and that's the thing. I just was like, all right, I'm just going to have fun with this and go. So I tried not to overthink it. And I was uh, trying not to get so overwhelmed because everybody had awesome questions. So it was a little overwhelming because I'm seeing all these things popping up and I wanted to answer everybody's questions. So that was probably the most stressful part of it was just like, you know, okay, let's get to the next one, get to the next one. But, um, the event itself, if you actually have a subscription to, uh, the, uh, a Quilting Daily subscription. It's Quilting Daily TV. If you go there, um, they're going to be adding the Q&A session to the, um, uh, that subscription. So anyway, so nice. it'll, it'll be kind of fun. But yeah, so I know poor Vanessa, she's had a rough, it's, <laughs> it's a has. big deal to do these. Like, I mean, it really is. And I mean, I think by the end of the week, last week, they had 507 episodes. That's, that's just
0: mind-blowing that there's that many yeah. episodes of Love of Quilting out there. And that they record them in all in a week. Yeah, it is. I mean, it's insanity. It, it is. is truly insanity. And, and Vanessa looks very tired today. So I know.
2: <laughs> I, know. I, should go well, get I was her supposed
0: coffee. to meet with her. Yeah,
2: I was supposed to <laughs> supposed to meet with her yesterday, and she was like, "Why does everybody schedule meetings the day after? You know, or the Monday after a week of filming?" And I was like, "Yeah, no, we can cancel this meeting. We'll talk later." <laughs> I was like, "It's okay." <laughs> and actually, yeah. she was the one who scheduled the meeting. I didn't want to tell her that. But. <laughs> Oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, how about you, Lori? I know you're missing all this work stuff, right?
1: (laughs) Actually, I was trying not to say anything and sound like I was bragging and all that. But, you know, um, my schedule is pretty relaxed. Uh, I get up in the morning when the dog wants to go out and, you know... (laughs) So, if the dog doesn't
2: want to go out, you're in bed all day. Is that what you're exactly. saying? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you poor thing. Oh, it. Yeah.
0: She she have you it. been
2: doing much quilting since your sister left?
0: Um, Actually,
1: you- oh, it's so good. Oh. They got lights <laughs> in my studio yesterday. I have the third quilt in a week in the frame and the first row quilted. Oh my gosh. Uh, and I am just having so much fun just sewing now that the house is, you know, it's not done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's done enough that it's okay if I don't do something on it every mm-hmm. single day. So I've been playing. Yay. That I'll tell so good. you a little bit more about what I did yesterday. When we get to the end, okay. to the oh, fine yes. hey. oh.
0: we, should, we should hurry up and move along. All right. <laughs> Ooh, before we go, though, before we go, I got
2: to go to an actual quilting event, like a live event. It was amazing. Oh, my gosh. Um it was, it was pretty awesome, Mom. What it was, was hilarious, it? though. Well, my mom, this is, I got to give a little backstory. Um, my mom was taking my dad to go get his haircut. And it was so funny. I, I, she realized that there was a little sewing shop or quilting shop that was right next to where the haircuttery place was. And he had to wait a little bit. So she was like, well, I'm going to go check out the, the store so I can tell Ginger all about it. And she went in. The name of the store is Stitches. It's in Loveland. You can look it up. Um, we can actually put a link in the notes, too, to it. But uh, anyway, Mom went in and checked it out and started talking to the owner's mom. That was there, and of course, they're like, You know, my daughter's into quilting, your daughter's into quilting, we should like get them together, you know, type thing. It was very funny, I felt like they were setting up a play date for us. Oh, but uh, (laughs) my, uh, my mom called me up and she was bragging about the shop and everything, but then she was like, Hey, and do you know about this event that's happening? I had just assumed um, it's the Quilt Affair and it's the Colorado Quilting Council that puts it on. And I had just assumed it was canceled because I just hadn't really heard anything about it. I hadn't really been looking. Part of me is like, oh, it's probably just not happening because of COVID. And it was totally happening like (gasps) that weekend. Oh my gosh. So, and I loved it. The name of the uh, event was uh, Out of the Cabin, Back to the Fair. And it was a uh, uh, log cabin fever and it was just so much fun. So it was just amazing though. Um, they had just quilts hung up everywhere. Um, there was uh, there was log cabin quilts everywhere, and then they just had vendors there. So I got to actually go and touch fabric oh, and talk to people, so and it was amazing. It was so much fun. And then it was so funny when I did actually get to meet. Um, Sheila was the the, uh, the owner of the actual place. She was so cute. She made me feel so good. She comes up to me and she was like. I know your voice. And I was like, you listen to the podcast? And she was like, yeah. And my mom was there. So my mom was all beaming. Like it was just such a wonderful moment. So anyway, I just had to share that with you guys. And it was, it was just so good to, you know, just be with people, be with my people again. Like just, oh, it was awesome. Um, so anyway, so I had to share that.
1: <laughs> okay. And I have one other thing I need to tell you. I'm going to get to go to a quilt event this weekend. Oh, <gasps> Really? Quilts Across Nebraska from the Nebraska Quilt State Quilt Guild uh-huh. is happening in a town like 60 miles away. <gasps> and guess who is the featured quilter? Oh. Scott Flanagan. Oh, oh yay! that's awesome. <laughs> oh, that's so cool. Unfortunately, nice. it's happening before this podcast is going to go live, so... They're going to hear about it. And if they want to go, it's too late. Oh, But that's okay. We,
2: we can all live in your excitement, though, because it's always so yes. much fun when those
0: events are coming up. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. So you're going to have to tell us all about it when you get back. I will.
1: All
0: Aww. right. Ginger, are you ready to go to the Open Studios? Yes. Do you want to tell our listeners what to
2: expect? Oh my goodness. Uh, this was an interview that I had, uh, Tracy unfortunately couldn't make it to the interview. So yep. I got to step in and it was awesome. It was I'm such a gift. I'm still sad about it. Well, it was such a <laughs> gift, Tracy. Thank you for giving me that opportunity because it's rare that you do get that, that chance to talk with just three amazing quilters. Um, so I, I think we need to just go and jump in on it because I can't, I can't pump it up enough. <laughs> All right, let's go. So, I'm feeling like one of the luckiest people on the planet because I have three of the greatest quilters on the planet with me. I have Guyleen Fitzgerald from uh, Colorful Stitches. I have Ebony Love from Bug Studios. And I have Latifah Saphir from Latifah Safir, uh Studios. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining me, ladies. How Thanks are you? Thanks for having Great. us. Bye. Great. Good. Well, this is pretty exciting. Um, You guys have worked together in the past, but you have a new event that's going to be coming up. Ebony, tell me a little bit about the event, and then we're going to dive a little bit deeper into some stuff. Yeah, so Elemental is our newest uh,
4: collaborative mystery to drop. It starts January 1st of 2022. Registration is open now, and when you register, you Uh, You sign up for the class. It's a nine-week class. It also includes a uh, collector's uh, box. So you get a special box that has uh, three uh, acrylic tools in it and all sorts of little goodies to help launch you on your mystery quilt adventure. Um, We also have fabric kits available and other uh, supplies to get you started and a thriving Facebook community that we're happy to welcome everyone into.
2: Nice. And so, when did you say? Uh, when does registration so close? So registration on that? closes on December thirty first. Now, now, okay, all right, so good. So
4: people plenty have plenty of time. Plenty of time now, right? Register that late, we cannot guarantee your rulers will arrive <laughs> by the first. So, so register, register early. early. That's that's
2: the key, right? <laughs> register early. Um, all right. Well, and this is not the first time that you guys have all worked together, correct? This is the second so long that you have done. Yes, second one nice so tell me a little bit about that that first one because it sounds like it was pretty successful
3: you want to go latifa you like this part? yeah
5: (laughs) (laughs) sure so the very first one was parallel universe mystery quilt Mm -hmm. it was imagined and put together pretty quickly all during the beginning of the pandemic and it was pretty amazing how seamlessly everything just fell together. And I think everyone was just really excited to have something to focus on. We also started at the 1st of 2020. So um, it was kind of. Twenty (laughs) twenty one. Okay, I don't know what year it is now. Twenty twenty one. I know. I think we all feel that way. It was (laughs) really great for everyone to focus on. Like, okay, that'll we'll start our new year that way. And it was just a blast. We had a really active Facebook community. We had over five hundred participants, and it was just a lot of. It brought I think everyone a lot of joy through the whole process. So,
2: now had you guys all worked together before?
5: No, we hadn't. This is our very really no. first time all three no. of us coming together. Nice like, now, that's
2: for this one or for that first one. That was for the, for first, the first one, right? Even for the first, first first one. Yeah, right. for the first one. Yeah. I think,
4: you know, Gylene and I knew each other mm-hmm. and I knew Latifa and Latifah knew Gylene, but it wasn't the three of us to you know together. We've never been physically in the same space together either. Oh, you're <laughs> kidding. <laughs> oh, yeah. Wow. yeah. We, we all teach around the country at different quilt shows, but you know, it might be Latifah and Gailene are at the same event, mm-hmm. but I'm not there <laughs> or I'm with Latifah and Gailene's not there. So it's, it, it's, so COVID kind of gave us this opportunity to actually be together and, and work together and really get to know each other through this process as well.
2: Wow, I want to be in the room when you guys actually finally meet. It's going to be amazing. (laughs) I know, it's going to be a party. (laughs) Oh, so then, I mean, how exactly did this project come about, Um, you know, or or I guess this friendship? Who wants to give me kind of the deep dive into, uh, you know, how it all kind of came about?
3: Well, um, Ebony and I, I guess at one of the venues, I don't know where we were, and we were talking about, yeah, we ought to do something together. And wouldn't it be fun? And because we were always on the road, it just never happened. Mm. And then when the world starts shutting down, you know, Ebby and I were keeping each other company, so to speak, back and forth with our on our phone or texting. And she says, we ought to do something. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. And then it's like, okay. And I said, well, who else are we going to pull together? And, you know, instantly we thought of Latifah. So we reached out. Do you have time? you know, because we have our own companies to run. Right. So when we decided to do it, uh, it, it like like Latifah started, it was a seamless. Our our personalities are different enough. We're in three different time zones. We have different followers. We have different styles. But we, we have this connecting thread. We're all engineers. We're all tool designers. We're all publishers. So that kind of brought us together to think about what could we do as a collaborative? And we, none of us had time to do separate quilts, mm-hmm. So that knocked that out. And we said, okay, let's do one quilt together. And then how can we do that? And how could we create something that would be uniquely ours and not look like somebody else's work and create and do our own style? So that came together really probably almost like a perfect storm because it went together so smoothly it's like why haven't we been doing this for the last 20 years we waited until now to pull this off so but but anyway it it all worked out
2: yes well and now we have 20 years of you guys doing this from now on you know yeah So how did, because you guys do have, uh, you know, different personalities and different skill sets and things like that. Did you guys uh, just, uh, did it naturally come about like uh, a certain skill set rose to the top for each of you or is it everybody just kind of
3: dove in? Well, we kind of yeah. had, well, you know, the, the the first quilt was a spin. It was a modern take on a medallion. Quilt. Right. Uh-huh. So we had areas. So we each designed our own area and then Latifa put it together in one package so we could see it. And we were like really surprised on how well it looked really. Um, So that kept us going. But when we were coming up with the idea on both of the projects, it seems like the name is the driver to what the Mm -hmm. quilt's going to look like. So on that one, um, we had thrown out some names and I came up with Parallel Universe and I had this brilliant scathingly brilliant idea to use <laughs> pickup sticks I got my game of pickup sticks, and yes. I said what about if we just drop these sticks and wherever they are that's the section and those two were like deer in headlights. Like, okay, we shouldn't have gotten Gailene involved in this at all.
5: We don't that know was, what she's doing. That was the very first test of our relationship. Yes, <laughs> yeah.
2: She didn't waste any time.
3: And they're like, why didn't we ask her? We should have done this without her.
4: I mean, it, from, it got to the point where we were just like, how... How are we going to sew
2: this? Not how are yeah. other people sew this? How are, how are we supposed to sew this? <laughs> but yet, so, it, it, yeah, so how did you guys settle on that?
4: Uh, yeah, so what we ended up doing is, um, is think, trying to think about, and, and, you know, at first it was very much deer in the headlights. How are we going to make these angles and all these things? But then um, we started thinking about, well, what if we divided, like, let's create, parallel um and uh um, perpendicular lines and see if we can find natural breaking points to break things into squares and triangles so it's actually that when you see how the lines kind of meet in the design it looks very Mm -hmm. complex but at the end of the day it's just breaking down rectangles and squares into sections that meet. Now, what we didn't do is go back and adjust the dimensions so that <laughs> it actually worked with nice round numbers. So we oh. we did have some sections that were like, what was it, like 14 and 3/8 or something oh. <laughs> was the block size. But we did end up, I think it really helped us. It, it was a challenge that we created for ourselves. And mm-hmm. we just, you know, I think the engineering background helped because oh, yeah it helped us to kind of problem solve and, and work through that and then we were able to teach that you know then to to our community and what people were able to do with the quilt you know afterwards if somebody wanted to if they um, made an error they would kind of use the same techniques to uh, to expand the you know to expand the design so they'd mm-hmm. add a coping strip but they'd actually match the angle. And the fabric color <laughs> so it oh, didn't wow. look like it you know it was actually um an an error so so we're able to pass those skills along to the folks in the in the mystery quilt so
5: and then we learned from last the first experience and oh. we used regular numbers for this one <laughs> <laughs> Well, good. That's progress, right?
2: (laughs) And these are mystery quilts, right? So when people um, sign up for this, they don't realize at the end of the day what it is that they're going to be making. So what kind of reaction did you get? Because I can imagine like if I opened that up and I started trying to put this together, what was the reaction that you guys got from people? Uh,
5: Latifah, did you guys, did you get some reactions? Absolutely. Well, we revealed it, of course, as a mystery. You reveal a section at a time. Mm-hmm. So, we, you know, I'm not sure who did section one last year. Was it you, Ebony? Yeah. So, Galen okay. showed section one. We worked through her section, and it's manageable when you look at it a section at a mm-hmm. time. But I think probably about halfway through, or maybe three quarters of the way through, people look at how the quilt was developing and they're like oh I'm so glad we did not see this before we started because it would have felt a lot more intimidating so I think that's the the beauty of the mystery is that Mm -hmm. we chunk it out so we do it a little bit at a time and we work our way through it and we really hold your hand all the way through and I mean the reality they're getting three world-class teachers we've all taught you know everywhere we have lots and lots of experience and we've taught everyone from beginners to advanced sewist and it's just an adventure that we're taking you on it's it's not just a quilt It's really this whole experience because Ebony mentioned the Facebook group. We have all not we're really great as cheerleaders, but you have Mm -hmm. like hundreds of people behind you cheering you on. And if you have an issue or problem, you can drop it in the Facebook group. And a lot of times it's answered before we even get around to it, you know, and but we're actively on and involved in that community. On, especially during the we're still involved in the mystery from last year if someone yeah. post finishes or whatever at this point but during that nine week experience this year it's um, next year I mean it's nine weeks but during that experience we're actively involved like every day making sure that everyone is kind of up to speed on where they need to be so it's a really fun experience. Yeah. So explain to me exactly how this
2: works as far as because I've never done a mystery quilt like this before. Are you guys, is it one day a week um, in that nine weeks and each time something drops because you said you reveal it slowly. So kind of explain that whole process to me. Who wants to take it? Ebony, do you want to take that? Yeah,
4: I can take that. So um, essentially um, we uh, drop the lesson. uh, So there is a a PDF file and uh, videos video lessons that go along um, with it and that gets loaded to the classroom. So there's a classroom set up on the website um, where everything, everything is. So, um, so every week um, I believe we chose Wednesdays to drop those files. Um, Mm -hmm. And so you, so on Wednesdays you get the videos uh, and the PDF instruction. And then on Saturday we do a live Q and a with the instructor for that week. Oh, nice! Oh, so, good. Um, so it really gives you an opportunity to uh, to try on your own with the lessons yeah. and the and the, and the um, uh, PDF files, and then if you have additional questions, you can jump on with the live uh, jump on to the live with us uh, on that following Saturday. The other thing that we're doing that I think is kind of unique to uh, to our mystery is that the first three weeks of the mystery is actually uh, tool lessons. So you get an individual instruction uh, with each uh, instructor on how to use the tool, and there's a bonus project with, with each instructor. So you're actually getting the mystery quilt plus three bonus projects, but you're also learning one on one with each instructor and just really getting that opportunity to walk through. So there's a there's a lot, <laughs> you know, there's a oh, lot, yeah. uh, you know, to it when you sign up. We don't just throw files out there and say good luck. Have fun. Yeah. We're really there with you every step of the way.
2: Yeah. And there's nothing worse than when you get a really amazing tool and you're not quite sure how to use it. So that is that right there. That's worth that's worth it to, just to sign up for right. that
3: alone. Um, one of the other yeah. major differences is we don't have you make a zillion of anything without letting you know where you're going. Yeah. So whoever has week one, week two will attach to week one. Nice. So So you physically see each block of work to add it on. And you don't have to keep pace with us. You can, the files are there forever. So if you choose to life get in the way, you can come back two weeks later and just keep going.
2: Nice. And so uh, this, so for this particular one, you know, were there uh, Pixie sticks involved? Were there, uh, you know, how did the design come about on this
3: one? (laughs) Well, they didn't trust me anymore. So this <laughs> time it was... You, you, you lost your <laughs> privileges. <laughs> That's right. It was... This one was on Ebony. So <laughs> ah, Ebony. Nice.
4: Yeah. So I was... I just took out a, a sheet of graph paper and just started, you know, and just started sketching. Okay. Um, and so... And, and what I mean by sketching is... Uh, and, and similar to Garlene is you're you're basically doing the sections and figuring out how the quilt gets divided. What goes into each section is, is based on what the designer of that section decides to put in. So, so we essentially figure out what are the major sections you know, of the quilt and how are those formed. And then we work individually to come up with what we're filling in the sections. And I think the most fascinating part is when, and an Gailena's, uh, not Gailena, um, Latifa's kind of our resident graphic uh, artist. Mm-hmm. So we send her our stuff and she puts it together. So we can see the whole and it doesn't always work out the first time.
2: Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, what are, what are some of those uh, difficulties uh, Latifa when you're getting those files and you're trying to put that all together?
5: Well, the, the- getting the files and putting it all together is fine, but visually we need to look at this as a cohesive quilt. Right. So you have three different designers and we were, we were supremely lucky on the very first quilt. We had very few modifications in parallel universe and we just had to massage this a little more. So a part of it was literally like taking a step back, going back to the basics. How can we simplify it, make it cleaner and just really break this down to the basics. And we, you just need a quilt to flow. And so um, it took a few, a few calls. And if you change this here, change that here, there, how is it transitioned from one section to the next? And we were able to, to work through it. We've all been doing this long enough to where oh, yeah. it wasn't hard, but I think, I think part of our challenge was that it was so easy the very first time. Yes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we yeah. just had to work at it a little bit more this time, but I think we turn it, we turn on an equally beautiful quilt. So I'm really excited for, to reveal it during the mystery to everyone.
4: Yeah. And yeah. that, there is that pressure of oh it went so well the first time. The mm-hmm. quilt was so gorgeous the first time. This yeah. has to be even better and it has to go together <laughs> even faster. And it has <laughs> to, you know, so I think we kind of, you know, at least I did. I won't speak for Latif and Gylene, but right. I felt like this had to be just the the you know, the biggest, baddest, best. <laughs> you know, thing that I ever put into a section of a quilt. And, um, you know, sometimes that can come, that can compete and it's not harmonious Mm -hmm. when you pull it together as a whole. So it's like that saying in fashion, you know, get dressed, but you're not done getting dressed until you take one thing off. (laughs) Right. Right. And figuring
2: out what that one thing is. What is that one thing? What is that one thing? Oh, so Gailen, Gailen, what, um, uh, as far as the, uh, the whole process itself at what point did you realize like, Oh, we got to do this again.
3: Oh, it was instantly. Oh, nice. um, like I said, the first pass was so smooth and everything clicked so well. Mm-hmm. And we had a block of time because everything was shut down. Yeah. So this time it was a little bit challenging because things were opening up and now we're, we're looking at our time saying, okay, you know, what can we fit where? So it's a little bit more challenging, but I don't know. It was just the synergy. Our personalities are different enough that we inspire people differently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we do, we kind of know our strengths and weaknesses. So certain questions I'm like, I'm not fielding that answer. And I'm like, Oh, I'll, I'll wait till Latifa hits it or I'll send her a text and say, can you, can you answer that one? Um, but, and I think this is our sense of respect for each other as we didn't have to teach any of the other two to do anything. We we are, we stand on our own as far as designers and educators and that type of thing. So we knew the skill set we were bringing to the table. And it was quite easy to be honest with each other, like, hey, I don't do that. I am not this electronic. If you want this bells and whistles, you're going to. If it's IT, you better call Ebony. I have no idea, (laughs) you know. So that kind of helped, you know, Mm -hmm. to gel the the whole process. And um, so when we got ready to do this one and when we finally got it right, it felt good. It felt cohesive. And we took a deep breath and we could look at it and say, A, we're very proud of it. And we didn't have to do and pull out everything we knew and dump it into this to over-gaudy the quilt. Sometimes the best quilts are the most simplistic of quilts. Mm-hmm. And they kind of hold, you know, the over time. And we really felt this about this one. And having two colorways to work through straight up, a batik and a solid, that gives you enough of a look alike, you know? Mm-hmm. So anyway, we, we really it, it was it was fun. I'm looking really forward to doing it and even doing our mini designs that we have to do for each tool. Because yeah. it's not only learning how to cut, it's learning the technique for the tool. So by the time we get to cutting the first piece for the mystery, you feel very confident you can manage the tools you know about it and um and most of our followers had made our little mini projects into full-size quilts. They've really got carried away oh. so that makes us all feel good and they're starting to compete their quilts now of last year's design so we're starting to see blue ribbons and that of course we feel like mama bear we're like oh, three yeah. mama bears <laughs> Oh, <I bet. laughs> like, <woo-hoo. laughs> so, so it, it's been really a joy um to see the work that that this group put out i mean unbelievable and, and nothing. They were fearless. They they went with the flow and had such confidence that we could pull it off on the first pass that a lot of them are our cheerleaders getting other people to join on the second coming of it um, because we're only going to do this once a year. Right? It's not going to be a quarterly thing. It takes too much work on our part. Right. Yeah and to also run our own businesses, you uh-huh. know, to do what we have to do.
2: So. Yeah. Well, I'm kind of curious and I want to ask each of you. We'll start with you Latifa. What have you learned from these two ladies while you've been doing this whole process? Like what are some of the things that you've learned?
5: Um, I think I'm I try to be as big of a student as I am a teacher. So when I'm standing in front of, front of other people, I love to look at different teaching styles. And how to present information to other people. So, um, I actually, before I even got in the business, I was an uh, educator for Genomi in Guillean's classroom many, many years oh, ago. Wow! And you best believe I was definitely absorbing there. And it's um, what's be- beautiful is I think it's the level of respect that we have for each other to where Guillean's going to sew a curve completely different than I ever would or she's going to put things together completely different, or or Ebony's going to approach creating templates and cutting completely different, or whatever area it is. And But we all respect that it's just a different way. It's not right, or my way is the right way, and there's room for all of it. So there's just a lot of, I, I think the biggest thing is not so much that what we're learning from each other, as the fact that we're actually giving each other space to be the individuals that we all are, Mm-hmm. And I think there's a strong power in that because we give our, our, our groups so many options and ways of doing things. They each take away different, like sort of what I consider like life lessons or skills as far as how you approach your work, you know, and I, it's just a beautiful, like really synergistic, um, energy between the three of us. And that translates to the whole group as well.
2: Oh, that's great. Yeah. You could definitely, I'm definitely feeling the love. That's for sure. (laughs) How about you, Ebony? What have you learned? Um, I think just the power
4: of collaboration and that, you know, that really by coming together, we were able to do things that we can't necessarily do on our own. Um, And and that is just, it's really powerful to work with um, just two really talented and professional and um, creative, um, you know, people, and it's just—it's really interesting too how how you can leverage strengths that different people, you know, have. So it's like I'm great on the tech. I'm not that great on the like, uh, uh, uh um, what do you want to call it? I'm not a I'm not a warm and fuzzy person. I'm very I'm very matter of fact. <laughs>
2: You know? That's not true. I've, I've, I've like, gotten hugs from you before. They're very warm and fuzzy.
4: Yeah, I'm just. I'm very matter of fact. I'm not very. Um, I'm. I don't know. I don't consider myself to be very warm and fuzzy. So when it comes to you know cheerleading, like I'm learning from Latifa and Kylie and how to how to provide more of that support and not just like no, do it this way. Uh. <laughs> it's like no, you're doing great. This is fine. You can do it whatever way you want. <laughs> you know. So,
2: Oh, all right. So, uh, Gailene, how about you? What have you learned from these wonderful ladies? Oh, my
3: gosh. Well, just the beginning, our first meeting, I mean, because I'm i the older of the three of us, the oldest. I was just unbelievably in awe. Their, the amount of education and exactness and what they do you know, because I'm I'm more, you know, when they ask me to do something, I got a pen or a pencil with an eraser and paper and graph paper. Uh And they're like, are you kidding me? You know, Latifah's like, what's wrong with Illustrator? I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with it? It's on my computer too, but I don't use it, you know? And then, but their capability, I was just like blown away. I felt like I was in good hands. And sometimes when you're working with dynamic people i'm like gosh am i pulling my own weight you know i mean am i rising yes, you to are. the occasion of thing it's like I can i do the sticks <laughs> 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 so was, so i i don't know i just learned so much ebony gives so much in her mysteries that she does online she's got boxes. She's putting stuff in there. She's mailing me something like, well, who the heck, where does she find this at? <laughs> you know, and, you know, and Latifah can brand and so fast. It's unbelievable. OK, we need this. We need a badge. We need this. And boom. And she's got the graphics ready. And I'm like, holy crap. So, you know, it's it's that stuff that you see that they don't see, basically, where the students really don't see all the backroom work that it takes that these two ladies bring to the table and and make that. As my mother says, you know, when you call us, you think you're dealing with a corporation. You think it's more than a one-person job, a one-person business, because we and they really can do all the parts alone and make it happen. And their world just happens and you look at it and companies have five or six people full-time making that same magic happen. And here, that talent is in each one of them. And so for me, I, I just, you know, I saw it and I was just in awe. I'm like, I think our future is safe. That if, if they are the next generation of the legacy quilters, we're going to be okay because they can do it all. And and, and I, I just felt I'm not ready for my exit strategy. Don't get me wrong. But, you <laughs> okay. know, it, it's I, I'm just at a different mindset on how to do things because I was not I didn't got come through the system that way. But they came through that way and mastered it. And it, it is just is this so fun to work with them?
5: Oh,
2: well, I have to admit, it makes me sad that it took a pandemic to get the three of you to all work I together, <laughs> but I'm so thankful that we had something wonderful that did come out of it because I didn't get to participate in that first one, but I'm definitely going to look into doing this one because I feel bad that I missed out, but I still, it sounds like I still have time to go back and, and check out that yeah. first one. Yeah. So, um, so Ebony, give us a quick rundown again of the next one that's coming up, so give us the general information and oh, how and people wait, can find out. And don't oh.
3: forget the, the coupon code, Ebony. Oh, yes,
2: yes, yes, yes. I heard uh, you're going to be delivering a coupon code and we will have links for this on our show notes as well. But Ebony, go ahead and give us a rundown one more time.
4: Um, Yes, absolutely. So the um, uh, Elemental Mystery Quilt starts on January 1st, 2022. Registration is open now. You can sign up through December 31st. However, Keep in mind shipping. <laughs> mm-hmm. So if you want your tools and goodies to ship in time, do not wait until December 31st to register. But we will welcome you in anytime you want to register um, before that date. And you just need to go to Elemental mysteryquilt.com that is the easiest link. again elemental mysteryquilt.com to sign up and there's all the information uh, there and you can order you can uh, register, you can order a fabric kit if you just want that all to just show up at your house. there's backing kits. there's also um, additional supplies that you can get to make your
2: life a little bit easier. Nice. And being the thrifty shopper that I am, Gailene had mentioned a discount code. You're going to be offering a special code for all of our listeners, right? Yes, absolutely. We will uh, get you that discount code so you can post it in the show notes. Nice. All right. Well, I don't want it to end. I've enjoyed talking (laughs) with you all so much. And this really is a privilege. All three of you have just made such an impact on the quilting world in your own ways. And to have the three of you all working together, it's like the super friends coming together. It's awesome. (laughs)
5: So thank, thank you, you so all ha- so much. Thank, thank, you, you, for thank
1: having you for having, us. having yeah. us.
3: We appreciate it. Thank you.
1: <laughs> A few weeks ago, we were talking about questions that quilters have. And one of the things we discussed was the idea of using sheet for a backing of a quilt. I have to admit, I've not done that at that point. So guess what I did in the last couple of days? Let's talk about it.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right. Well, I was, I think I might have been the one who brought this topic up. Um, I saw two posts over the course of one weekend, and one was on Facebook, and it was, a post, you know, that you see every once in a while of just a general quilter's question of, can I use a sheet as a backing? It's Mm -hmm. the perfect size and I found it on sale. And then I saw another post on Instagram that was a young person who's a quilter and they were, are all about eco-friendly quilting. And so she was using a, different, a blanket of some type, to sew on the back of her quilt to make it warmer. So suddenly I thought, well, I've always been taught that you don't use a bed sheet. That was a rule back in the day. But it, I realized that it came at a time when I was doing all hand quilting. Mm. And the issue was that the weave of the sheet is so tight that it's very hard to get a needle through, especially for hand sewing. So I wondered if it was possible to machine quilt or long arm a sheet as a backing and if there were problems. So we, we gave Lori a challenge. Yeah.
2: <laughs> she, she definitely, she rose
1: to the challenge, it sounds like. <laughs> I did. I, I made a couple of interesting discoveries. First of all, the sheet that I used was one that I purchased at Goodwill, so it's used. I don't think it was a very high... Well, in fact, I know it wasn't high quality. The thread count is not high. It's polished cotton and actually a little bit flimsy, which started causing problems. It also frayed badly. Oh. So when I used the sheet in every place that I joined it to my pieced backing. I used my serger. So that solved the problem of the fraying. fraying. But I thought as I was working with it, one of the things I preach is use good quality stuff. So what am I doing with this sheet that probably cost Ten bucks when it was brand new. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, so there's a mistake. I think using a sheet is fine if you're not hand quilting, and if it's a good quality sheet. Okay. This so maybe was, new. Yeah. Uh, well, new would be fine, but but if you find a good quality sheet at one of the secondhand stores that. You know, isn't all frayed and worn and stained, and that's mm-hmm. probably a good choice too. Okay. But like I said, it, the quality is is what needs to be the concern.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, mine was was flimsy enough that I actually, when I rolled the quilt, it had a wrinkle in the backing, and it was. I'm blaming it on the sheet, not on my <laughs> method, because I don't. That doesn't happen to me when I'm mm. long arming. Yeah, and and my quilt is not something that's going to be a show quilt. It's not going to be judged. So, do you know what I did? What did I left the pucker in, and I'm just. <laughs> going, I'm just going to. It, it's this little tiny pucker and I'm just going to treat it like a pleat and then Mm -hmm. sew it down by hand so I don't get my stitches showing through on the right side of the quilt Mm -hmm. it's it's not going to win a prize because I'm not going (laughs) to even try for a prize but Mm -hmm. it'll do what I want my quilts to do and that is it'll keep somebody warm.
0: Interesting. Okay. Those are all really good Mm -hmm. thoughts. You know, I think at least at the very least you answered the question of, can you long arm it? Mm -hmm. And the answer was yes. And you don't think it would be a problem if it was a better quality sheet that was maybe had a tighter weave.
1: I sure don't. I think that would be a fine thing too.
0: All yeah. right. Well, and I would
2: imagine back in the day, too, you probably didn't have as many options for colors and stuff like that, too, with sheets. Whereas now, like, I mean, it's like a rainbow when you go into Bed Bath & Beyond. <laughs>
0: well, no, I don't. I think that that was a really great place back in yeah. the day because they were more patterns and pretty fabrics and, okay. and things like that. The main issue was that it wasn't an appropriate quilt if it wasn't hand quilted. Mm-hmm. And there's no way you can get 12 inches to – it's 12 stitches to an inch right. with a, sh- a weave that tight on the back of your quilt. Right. Right. So this is interesting, Lori. Huh. Now you have me thinking. And all the time well, that I no, go, no, no, no. Oh, no, don't do it. Now I'm thinking, well, maybe. Yeah, Maybe. Yeah, maybe. maybe. Now I know I've used, um,
2: uh, like just a fleece blanket for the back of a quilt. Um, Mm -hmm. cause I did like just a fun, um, uh, football team quilt for my nephew and I just didn't have the time to, I didn't have the time or have, like, I just happened to have like a, a blanket that I was like, oh, that actually would be pretty nice on the back of it. So got that and I stitched that on and, um, you know, for him, it was fine. And it's funny. I didn't think like, oh, I can't do that. Or there's no rules. I was just like, all right, it's there. <laughs> I got to mail it out in two days for Christmas. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm just going to do it. And he still uses it to this day. Oh, yeah. um, so I think your point of like, you know, it's not going to be judged. It's not going to be, you know, it's getting lots of love and they love the fluffy mm-hmm. back on it. So right. I didn't think right. too hard about it.
0: <laughs> no. I mean, I think in that case, using polar polar fleece or minky or mm-hmm. something like that, Great options. These are not show quilts. They're not heirlooms. They are quilts that are going to be dragged around and loved and cuddled. And that's the point of them, right?
1: Yep, Yep, exactly. Hmm. Exactly. There are a lot of things that you can do a little bit differently when you're not thinking state fair or one of the big quilt shows. Um, I'm not saying to be sloppy and do things carelessly or use cruddy material. I'm just saying that you know, you can bend the rules a little. It's okay. Lori gives us permission. Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I love it. Well, this now my brain is going. So, interesting. All right. I think we're going to segue now. Nice. Um, I got more letters. I love the letters. I mean – Okay, so after the last few episodes, we have just been inundated, inundated with comments. So much much kindness. (laughs) Messages on Instagram, um, emails, all of that. So before we even start, if you want to write in, our email address is quiltpodcast at goldenpeakmedia.com. And it is in the show notes. How's that?
3: Finally, one episode where I actually said it right. Okay.
0: (laughs) So, (laughs) so I have, I have one. So we ask the question, what do you want for content? Do you prefer our usual standard show where we do, you know, an opening where we chat a guest, um, something at the end, like what we just did, fine finishes, or do you like it when the three of us just chat? I will, I would almost say last week, I think I would have almost said that the overwhelming response was was having what we already do, which is, you know, have different segments, have different guests and all that. But it's really almost 50/50 with people who have messaged and said that they love to listen to us chat. And several people wrote in. There was someone who commented from um, Australia who said, that uh, during lockdown, um, she was so lonely and missing her quilting friends, and we turned into her quilting friends. Um, Really sweet. Um, Another one that said, Barbara Belden said, thanks so much for your podcast. I love them all, whether you're just chatting or having guests. And then she said, being kind has been my prayer this year. I too wear my heart on my sleeve, quilting reaches to my soul, the design, sewing and finishing truly my therapy. Love you guys. Keep it going. Um, We got one very long message that I'm going to read as quickly as I can from Stephanie in Houston, Texas. She said, hello, Tracy, Lori and Ginger. First, let me say thanks for the podcast. I only discovered a few months ago, and I promptly binge-listened to get current on episodes. It had never occurred to me before to even search for a quilt podcast. I guess I didn't know how one could learn anything about a visual and hands-on craft just through audible media. But of course, I was wrong. Thank you for the effort of the whole team that goes into recording and producing the episodes. You asked in the latest episode about feedback on whether your listeners preferred shows with guests or just chatting, so I thought I'd respond and share my own experience as a listener. I am in my late 30s, so my most favorite episodes so far have been those that have taught me more about quilting's evolution, Marty Michelle discovering rotary cutters, or Alex Anderson filming Simply Quilts as examples. I loved these origin stories, and I've been open to a whole group of trailblazers and heritage quilters to look to for inspiration, the same way that writers and artists often learn from the classics and past masters. Other favorite subjects have been learning about my favorite current fabric or pattern, des- pattern designers and their perspectives on how inspiration and the industry work together. Social issues in quilting and how we can use the craft to further inclusion and equality are tricky subjects that you've covered gracefully. I do admit, as a productivity addict, the fine finishes segment has always been my favorite part because I can learn something that I can immediately turn around and experiment with in my own work. The practical knowledge or debate about methods is really engaging. I especially love hearing from Lori in the rare episodes where she has more of a voice. Her experience with the craft, tips, and learnings are the quilty grandmother that a lot of us have never had.
1: Is Isn't these? that cool? <laughs> I love being
0: everybody's grandmother. <laughs> Yay! Yay. Oh, and we love that you are. <laughs> yes. The extended chats between the three of you are fun to hear occasionally, maybe every three to four episodes, but when I reflect on the whole body of episodes, it has really been the earlier ones that were more balanced mix of catch-up, guest, and technical, where I've learned and grown um, and, and enjoyed the most. Personally, on the extended conversation, sometimes I feel a little on the outside of the conversation between the three. Whereas when you invite a guest or discuss an objective subject, then I feel like a guest or an insider too. It's your art and content to create. So please continue to do whatever fulfills you as creators, regardless of the feedback you may receive. Whatever you create from the heart is always best. But I know you three know that well as encouraging quilters. um, Thank you for the invitation to share some perspective. But mostly, thank you for the things you've taught me and the laughter you brought me. Stephanie from Houston, Texas.
2: Thank you, Stephanie. That's great. Awesome feedback. Really, really good. So more Lori. That's what I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> more Lori, for sure.
1: <laughs> I wish you all could see the goosebumps that I get oh. when I hear that one. It's just oh. like, Wow.
2: <laughs> Mm -hmm. Well, Lori, now that you're retired, you have more time. So we are going to expect more talking. We're (laughs) going to be leaning on you, Lori. (laughs) There you go.
0: (laughs) More assignments, you know? All right. I like it. I like it. All right. So on the other side of this. So well, I'm finally going to write a review of your podcast, I love, love, love it. I feel like the three of you are my friends. I started listening to the podcast about June of 2020 as I started a daily walking routine at that time. Boy, am I glad I found you. I really have to pipe up after listening to episodes 59 and 61 about being kind to others because that is something I preach to anyone that I can. It sounds overly simple, but it is very powerful saying a nice word to the grocery checker, smiling at someone on the sidewalk, et cetera. I read a quote that was something like, be kinder than necessary to people because everyone is going through something. I would also add something to Anne Landers' two rules about comments. Ask, does it need to be said? Now back to your podcast. I really love both types of programs, when you have a guest and when the three of you chat. I think it's good to have a mix of the different kinds of shows. I've learned a lot from your podcasts and I've used the shows show notes to explore new areas of quilting. Also, if it weren't for your podcast, I would never have found out about dark chocolate salted caramels from Costco. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> oh, so thank good. you, thank you, thank you. And that's Jan Carter, a.k.a. Mrs. Stitches from Northern California. Yay! That was pretty good, huh? So I'm guessing if you haven't figured it out yet, we're pretty much going to keep doing what we're doing, (laughs) which is we have guests and sometimes we don't. (laughs) And as we end this episode, I want to give Lori a chance to talk about whatever she wants.
1: (laughs) You were supposed to give me a heads up to tell me I was going to do that. Let's see. I would love to be able to take all of our listeners into my sewing studio because um, after not having sewn for so long, I have layers on my design wall. There's this red crazy quilt first, but then I wasn't sure what to use to put together with. So then over the top of that is a bed-sized quilt with a big medallion applique. And then there's the one I just took off. I guess that was the third layer, the one that I just finished quilting with the sheet. So you know, but part of part of quilting is so visual. It's hard when when you just have to use words.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: But I'm betting that I can send pictures for the show mm-hmm. notes of those two quilts that are on my design wall. You absolutely can.
0: Yes. We all want to see that. (laughs) All those. We'll just have a a new segment. What's in Lori's studio. There you go. (laughs) Nice. Well, it has been lovely chatting with you ladies as usual.
1: As usual.
0: We'll catch up next time. Can't wait.
1: Sounds good.
2: Yeah, okay, and Lori has to get the last word on that
0: one. <laughs> Way to go, Tracy. Way
1: to go. <laughs> <laughs> so Lori, tell us some deep thoughts.
5: Uh, <laughs> uh, uh <laughs>
0: Thanks so much for listening to Quilt and Tell. Remember, you can find more information about our sponsors or what we talked about today in our show description. If you haven't already subscribed, find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And please tell your friends. Thanks for listening and happy quilting. The Quilt and Tell podcast is produced by me, Tracy Mooney, and our executive producer of podcasts is Jared Mayer.